Today yoga is reduced to a mere form of exercise. Hot yoga, power yoga and what not. Its numerous physical benefits are glorified. Yoga for weight loss, backache, anxiety, stress management, reducing the mighty power of yoga to a transactional exchange for pitiful physical and mental relief. And with a limited understanding, it is commonly misconstrued that yoga is only for those who have enough time to spare and spend on the mat to gain these benefits. Both are misconceptions that are untrue. While these benefits are very much legit, yoga has so much more to offer to transform ourselves and our lives beyond our wildest imagination. Second, yoga is also not something that's done only on the mat. And it doesn't have to be something that's so time-consuming. Curious to know more about yoga, its relevance in today's fast-paced lives, and how you can practice it using one simple technique without interrupting your busy schedules? Let's jump in. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode on the Own Your Everyday series. I'm your host and self-awareness coach Shweta Shivraman. In today's episode, we will break down a key misconception about yoga, explore one simple but potent way we can practice yoga in our modern day-to-day lives without adding to our overscheduled agendas, and discuss the many benefits we can hope to achieve from embarking on this glorious path. In the last few years, I have been at the receiving end of a lot of jokes since I publicly talk about my journey on the path of yoga. I go by many nicknames, Monk Shweta, Satvik Shweta, and many more. But jokes apart, I realize that the underlying impression remains that yoga is equivalent of saffron-clad Rishi Munis in the Himalayas standing on top of one leg. But that's far from the truth. Yoga is not something that's only practiced in isolation, cut off from civilization and the material world. Yoga is much more than that. It is a way of life, a means to navigate modern life and relationships with ease and grace. Its utility and relevance lies in applying it amidst the chaos of modern world as much as away from it. While I've formally been on the path of yoga only since 2018, here is my humble take on what it is and what it can offer you if you are open to yoga. We cannot apply yoga to modern times if we don't understand yoga and its purpose. So let's first spend a few minutes understanding the goal of yoga. The word yoga has many definitions, coming from the root word yuj, but the most popular one is union or to join. Union of what, you might ask? There are multiple interpretations of that too. Union of the individual self with the supreme or the universal consciousness. Union of the mind-body-spirit. Union of the heart and the mind. Union of the masculine and the feminine energies. There are many, many more. But you might ask, why is this important? Why did our ancestors and intelligent sages spend so much time and energy discovering this path of yoga? This is because of a common observation they had of humans. They noted that universal suffering or sorrow accompanied being human. Despite scientific innovations and technologies, the suffering and sorrows of being human persisted. Even today, with all our material comforts, 
peace remains elusive right we are constantly stressed anxious afraid or in an emotional whirlwind of anger envy jealousy sadness and we only get a few minutes of peace joy and bliss that true nature of joy and bliss of ours is only experienced in brief pockets amidst many turbulent emotions and mental fluctuations yoga believes that the root of this suffering is avidya or ignorance avidya of what of our true nature the belief being that the moment we come in touch with our true nature our sufferings can be controlled or managed or diminished or completely removed the ultimate purpose of yoga is self realization or kaivalya to remove this ignorance by removing the misapprehension of who we think we are that is our identification with our bodies mind desires for wealth and worldly pleasures and to establish us firmly by realizing and identifying with who we truly are you must be wondering how on earth is all of this applicable today in our modern paced lives i'm getting to that don't worry a lot of our suffering even today comes from this total identification with the material objects and the world around us we continue to believe that our happiness lies in the next promotion or the fundraise or when our wealth increases only to realize that we never find that but if we were to practice yoga regularly we can create some distance between us and our desires us and our ambitions we don't need to give them up or live like a monk but we work towards it with complete knowledge and understanding that our happiness is independent of the results of our efforts i'll say that again that our happiness is independent of the results of our efforts can you imagine the peace with which we can go about our daily activities if we could just integrate this one learning you must be thinking all of that sounds great but i don't have endless time to spare to sit on a yoga mat and twist my body left and right this is the misconception that yoga is something you do on the mat for 30 minutes or one hour each day or three times a week when in fact the physical aspect of yoga or asana is but one part of yoga and a very small part of that if you look at it of the 196 yoga sutras written by the sage patanjali only 3 talk about asanas so you can do the math the fundamental aspect of yoga are not asana or pranayama while those certainly help on the path too they are observation and awareness continued observation of the self and awareness of what we are doing when we are doing it are the gateways of higher consciousness we don't need to be on the mat to do this this is a practice we can do 24 by 7 wherever we are whatever we might be doing when we are walking we can keep our awareness completely on every step we take when we are cooking we can keep our awareness on every ingredient we add as we cook when we are working we can keep our awareness as we write emails sit in meeting rooms and converse with people this might sound easy to do but it's probably the most difficult thing to practice i've read somewhere that if we can keep our awareness for 32 minutes straight without losing focus we can achieve enlightenment 
First, I thought it was just some misrepresented fact on the internet. But when you see how hard it is to hold your awareness for a single minute, you'll realize why 32 such minutes can be such an achievement. Now, you must be wondering, what will you achieve by practicing observation and such awareness? Let's face it, in today's world of logic that we've created for ourselves, we do not allow ourselves to undertake any endeavor without clearly knowing what's in it for us. So, I'm going to share some benefits that you can gain by being this witnesser and practicing the act of awareness in our day-to-day lives and action. One, awakening. A lot of our lives we lead on autopilot. Our bodies know the drill and the mind simply follows from the time we wake up till we go to sleep. When we start sowing the seed of awareness, we start to awaken from our deep slumber and start to really look at our lives and how we spend our time and energy. Two, realization. When we start getting conscious of our thoughts, feelings and actions, realizations start to follow. We start realizing what responses, situations, people and actions work for us and what doesn't. We start noticing patterns that are harming our well-being and patterns that are counterproductive. Three, realigning. Such realizations pave way for realigning our lives in a way that's more attuned to who we are and what we value the most. We start to take corrective measures to fix thoughts that demoralize us, feelings that spiral us out of control, and actions that feel out of alignment. For disidentification. A lot of our suffering happens because of our identification with the mind and the fluctuating thoughts that arise in it. Awareness puts a distance between the thoughts in the mind and us. Because the very nature of a witness is that you distinguish between the seen and the seer. When we are aware and become the seer, we automatically create a distance with the seen, which is the contents of the mind. Over time, this continued space between us and the contents of the mind can help us detach and disidentify. Ultimately, all these benefits that I'm telling you are describable. The potency of yoga is that it is transcendental, impacting us physically, mentally, physiologically and even experiential spiritual realization. It is a tool to experience the indescribable. So, let all this talk of yoga and its benefits not be only on International Yoga Day or on a mere transactional level. Let's unleash the power of yoga and make it our way of life, not someday, but today, here and now. Swami Chinmayananda says this beautifully in his commentaries on Vedanta that in life it is unrealistic to expect to be completely free from the thraldom of worldly entanglements and then to take to the spiritual path. To wait for such a contingency is absurd. It is like waiting for the waves to subside before taking a bath in the sea. It's not going to happen. We cannot wait for our world to stop spinning before we get started on the path of yoga. We must do it right here, right now, wherever and whatever stage of life we might be in. Every sight we see, every breath we take, every word we utter, every gesture we make, every act we undertake can be an act of yoga. So let's raise our consciousness and make yoga our very nature of being. Until we meet again, 
This is Shweta Shivraman signing off. Hoping you have a fabulous week ahead.